if there's one application or set of applications out there that have become kind of universally recognized as the go-to set of tools for working in your office, or even if you were just a general regular consumer doing um, a letter to somebody or a small spreadsheet, it's got to be Office by by Microsoft. And so we wanted to talk with somebody who could give us the inside scoop on the newest version of that Office set of tools, which is now Microsoft Office 2010. And who else but somebody we've had in frequently in our studios and we've looked forward to talking to. And that's Dave Sawyer, who is a technical director for the, uh, the Heartland for Microsoft Technology Center. And Dave, thanks so much for being with us today on the Internet Advisor. It's great to be here. You know, Microsoft Office 10, uh, 2010 is a big spread of uh, applications, you know, everything from Outlook to, to Access. Um, let's start, if we can, by talking about just overall, can you talk about what are some of the key new features that people are going to see when they approach the set of tools that they've been used to kind of reaching into their toolbox to grab, if you will, when they go into their office to work on a project? Well, let, let's start out in a tool that most people spend most of their day in, and that's Outlook. Um, you know, the, the volume of email in the last couple of years always has gone up, and we've done some really interesting things in Outlook 2010 to make it easier for people to manage their inbox. I think the, the first one of these is conversation view. It takes all of the mail that comes in that pertains to a particular topic and it shows it as one conversation. So now you can see all of those messages as opposed to having them scattered throughout your inbox. The other thing I usually point out to people is everybody or most people take a vacation sometime during the year. <laughs> we'd like the, to. Or we'd like to. <laughs> yes, or you'd like to. And the, the, the first thing that you do when you come back from vacation, let's say you've been gone a week, Day one, you get to go back into your inbox and start cleaning up. And it generally takes people a couple hours to take uh, and go through the volume of email oh, that yeah. they get. Mm -hmm. So what we have now is we have a function called cleanup. And what cleanup does, it can be either a conversation or a folder, and it'll go through and it'll eliminate all of the duplicate messages that are a part of that conversation or thread. Mm -hmm. So let's take an example so people really understand it. If they were to get, let's say, an announcement about a new person joining the company, uh, you often find that there'll be replies saying, hey, welcome aboard, that kind of stuff. So what you might find is that you might have 10 or 15 of those messages over time. And so this would basically leave you with the topmost message in that thread, and it would eliminate the others. But let's say that you're working day to day, and you get a message like that where you say, okay, there's somebody new to the company, welcome. And you see a lot of people just kind of piling on with the, hey, welcome aboard. Oh, I got and you. it's okay. kind of clog clogging your inbox. So we now have the ability to ignore a conversation thread. And what that does is it deletes all the messages in your inbox about that, like welcome Bob to the company. And if there are new ones coming in, it'll delete those automatically for you up on the server so you don't even have to process those later wow. on. There are some links, and we're going to talk about this later on, between the new Microsoft Office 2010 and what's online now with Windows Live environment. And I noticed, for instance, because Hotmail has been my uh, email of preference for doing business for a long time, I noticed the new sweep button up there. And this sounds kind of like that sweep concept, that you can gather a number of things up and take care of them at once. Is that kind of the concept involved here? 
It is, yes. It, it's similar to that. Uh, I think we we do, uh, you know, Outlook is a little bit more full-featured full client right. than what you see right. in live. Mm-hmm. But, yes, we're, we're kind of using some of the same technology to make sure that we can kind of clean up your inbox a bit and move things that you normally don't like off to the deleted items. Okay. But what's interesting about cleanup is this actually works on the individual threads. I as got opposed you. To just junk mail and things like that that you might have, things that you would want to ignore. Uh, talk to me a little bit about this ignore button that's been added to Outlook and what, what that's about. Well, the, the ignore button is interesting because the, it gives you the ability to take a conversation that you're not interested in following, and it eliminates all of the messages about that conversation but it works in conjunction with the server. I think so often people think of Office as a standalone set of applications, mm-hmm. it's Word, Excel, it's PowerPoint. But really what we have is we have it interacting with the server side of things. So in this case, when we hit ignore, it actually works in conjunction with the Exchange server to go ahead and ignore messages up on the mailbox side before it actually gets delivered to your client. So it ah. works in conjunction. And we see a lot of the applications working similarly to that where we start to see presence in the applications. We start to be able to go ahead and interact with uh, the server applications a little differently um, because they, they're integrated together. Another one that I saw is uh, a feature that's in Outlook is something called Quick Steps. Could you talk a little bit about what that does? Sure, yeah. Quick Steps allow you to go ahead and have some of the things that you often do to a particular email message available right on your ribbon. And the idea here is, Let's say you, you often go out and do some shopping online. You might want to set up a quick step for online shopping, and it basically would take any receipts or order confirmations you get and put it into a folder automatically. So when those come in, you just highlight it, click on the quick step, and bam, it's automatically filed exactly where you want it. Dave Sawyer is our guest here, and we're talking about uh, the new Microsoft Office Suite 2010. Dave, one of the things that's kind of been daunting for people uh, ever since the ribbon uh, came into uh, existence and and now it's part of everything, how do you help people to overcome the amount of information that's there? Sometimes that's overwhelming to them. Is there a way of managing the amount of information you see on the ribbon or the the kind of tools that you use there? Yeah, you do have the ability to do some customization. But I think one of the things that's nice about the ribbon is the fact that it goes through all the applications, and we couple pictures and text together. So visually, you see it very easily. You see the, the word move, and you have a folder, right, basically, mm-hmm. with the, the mail going into it. So when I, I go and I'm looking for what I need to find, my eyes automatically move to that. Both the word and the visual icon really help me to kind of find things quickly. But we also allow you to do customization, which is nice. Uh, that way you can put things, like what we talked about with Quick Steps, right up on the ribbon and uh, make it available for you. Are there other things that people are going to see uh, in terms of Outlook? Because as you said, this is kind of like the place where people, I know uh, when I was using strictly using a PC, that was where I began and ended my day. And it's, to be honest with you, with my wife's computer, that is the screen that's up all the time. Um, what are some of the other things that people are going to see when they, when they look at the, when they open up the new Outlook? Well, I think one of the things that's interesting is we, we really are doing a lot with categorizing. We're doing a lot with uh, assigning policy. So there's a trend lately in business to really take a look at how long am I keeping my email for? And we make it very easy in the new Outlook to go ahead and assign policy to a particular message like this needs to stay around for five years because it had to do with something that's legally uh, or compliance related. And so this would basically allow me to, to quickly get into that. We do uh, go ahead and filter in with the, the conferencing side of things. 
so that if you're scheduling a meeting and you want to make it a conference call, we make it very easy for you to, to bridge that gap and say, oh, I want to make this meeting a conference call without having to go set that up in a separate application and then paste all those details in. Just trying to save you some little steps. Mm -hmm. The other one that we have is a move to OneNote. And OneNote's actually kind of interesting because it's a new application for the suite for us. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because, to be very honest with you, uh, and, and I think I represent a lot of users who have used all the tools um, outside of maybe uh, like Access, where you create databases, which is more for professional applications, I think. But as a, as a regular consumer, I, I saw OneNote there and thought, I don't understand this. And to be honest with you, you have, have left it aside. So what is it now that would compel me and the new Office 2010 to say, yeah, I think there's something I can do with this, that I can step into this and, and make it work with what I do every day? Well, you know, we, we've only really had OneNote previously in the, the home and student version mm -hmm. or in the very, very high-end enterprise edition. And so there was a whole group of users that didn't get to, to experience right. OneNote before, right. and they do now. OneNote is our note-taking application. You think about it, everybody takes notes, yep. right? Um, a lot of times you see people in meetings writing things down, typing them in. OneNote is, is kind of an infinite notebook for you. Uh, I use it a lot, both at work and for my, my own personal life for hobbies and things like that. So as an example, what I'll do is if I'm calling on a number of customers, right, I'll have a tab for each customer in my notebook, and then each time I go into a meeting, something like that, I actually set up a, a new page in my notebook where I'll take my notes. And if it's a meeting that's in Outlook, there's a button there that says, give me the, the meeting details, and it'll basically take that meeting details the attendees, what time it was, all that kind of stuff, paste it right into OneNote for me, and then allow me to start taking notes right there on what that meeting's about. Then how do you access that? Let's say, for instance, if you're in your Microsoft uh, Outlook, um, uh, how do you access that OneNote application and the information that you've gathered for your meeting? How do they link together? Well, one of the things that's interesting is if I'm sitting there taking notes during a meeting, um, again, we have these nice tie-ins between the applications. So if something comes up that's an action item for me, let's say I wanted to send you a white paper or a, a link to a, a website, I can actually make a note of that. But what I can do is I can actually assign that as an Outlook task right from inside of OneNote. So oh. it automatically puts it right on my task list in Outlook, which is generally where I do that. Uh, yes. I can even then schedule time to go follow up and, and do the research on something like that. The other thing that's nice about OneNote is that People will see a new printer driver when they go to print, and it's, it's a print to OneNote. Um, and what we have there is sometimes you'll get a piece of information that's interesting for you, and you want to kind of keep that with other parts of a project or other things about a customer. Absolutely. Let's say you're going to go ahead and you're going to call in a company. You want to look up their annual report. It comes across as a PDF file. And you say, you know, there's a great graph of all the locations of where that, that customer is located and I'd love to have that in my notes about the customer so when I'm talking to them, I can bring it up. Well, you can go in, print to OneNote, and anything that's on your screen, anything you can print, will actually be able to be sent into your OneNote notebook. Oh, wow. And then that basically allows you to reference it later on. This, you know what? This sounds like more like that there are more blades in the Swiss knife than ever before. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the key thing about this, the, the nice thing about OneNote, is that if you put it up on a network share or on a SharePoint site, you can actually have multiple members of the same team taking notes, and it's actually synced between their computers. So the idea here is, let's say you have three team members. 
you're all going to be working on a project. Only one can meet with the customer on Tuesday. So that person goes out there. They take some notes during the meeting. As soon as they come back in and connect, it actually syncs all the notes they've taken into the shared notebook. And the other team members, when they go to open up their OneNote, basically get those notes as well. As we're talking about the Office 2010, the suite with uh, Dave Sawyer from Microsoft, I'm hearing you talking about SharePoint. And again, these are tools that, and I'm kind of representing common man here, that we might not necessarily know are there or have used in the past. So expand a little more about SharePoint uh, for somebody who's not necessarily in a corporate environment but is uh, uh, you know, a common everyday user. How would that figure into what I'm doing and, you know, and where is it? Well, you, you can think of SharePoint as kind of a document store. It's a server application, um, so it is kind of a little bit more applicable to a, a business user. Okay. But, you know, we have the ability to, even for a small business, to start using some of these tools through our business productivity online suite. So this really is the, the server side that gets you Exchange, it gets you SharePoint, it gets you instant messaging, um, all for a very low cost per month, about $10 a month to start. Mm, okay. And so this would really be kind of a cloud-based offering where you say a lot of these tools interact with the server, but I'm not a really big business. Maybe I only have a couple employees. Right. How would I, I don't want to have to maintain a huge infrastructure like that. Maybe I don't even have an IT person. One of the things that they can do by going up to our Microsoft.com slash online site, sign up for a trial, they like it, they would basically uh, allow us to host their Exchange server, SharePoint, uh. Office Communication server, and also have the ability to do live meetings, which is uh, the ability to do an online meeting and presentation. Wow. And we think, yeah, we think for, for 10 bucks a month uh, per user, that's a, that's a pretty good deal. <laughs> um, so, so it gives you the, that big business feel. With a, without a very big business investment. Pardon me, Dave. Is this kind of a, a competition with something I've heard called GoToMeeting, that kind of thing? Where you yeah, it would, be, it would be similar to something like a WebEx or GoToMeeting. LiveMeeting is our um, version of that. It, it really allows you to do some pretty advanced things as far as sharing your desktop, recording the meeting, uh, having a secured store to put your presentations in. But, you know, I, I think a lot of people sometimes, they just want to share their PowerPoint. Mm-hmm. And one of the features that we have now in Office 2010 is the ability to broadcast your PowerPoint. And oh. you, you go into PowerPoint, and you hit, just like you were going to do a slideshow, you go to the slideshow tab, and one of the options is broadcast slideshow. And what it does is it basically either uses a public Internet service, or you can set it up internally to use the SharePoint server. So for a larger corporation, they may want to do that, host that internally, or you can use the external service. And you can either send somebody an a, a, a email link or an IM with the URL, and basically they go out there and they can follow along with your PowerPoint. The interesting thing about this, all of these applications that, I, that we talked about, the, the live meeting, the go-to-meeting, the WebEx, they all require a client to be downloaded on your machine and installed. The nice thing is, is this PowerPoint broadcast is very simple to use, and it works right in a browser. Ah, now, and it's not just and it's not just IE either, right? Right. We actually we actually work in Safari. We work in Firefox. 
So people that may not be running a Windows platform can still participate in the meeting. Dave, still I, get the yeah, content. I, I'm glad you mentioned that Dave Sawyer is our guest here. Because I, I, I want to talk, there are so many things to talk about uh, with Microsoft Office 2010. Because uh, I want to talk about browsers and, and interacting with the cloud, etc. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself here. But I did watch... Um, uh, Oh, it was a review of Office 2010 online, and in the little video they created, uh, the Microsoft uh, representative was showing them how they could use browsers, and the nice thing about it was it was very, and I'll use a, a term Catholic in the sense of universal, in its ability to use uh, Firefox, um, uh, Safari, as well as Internet Explorer as the browser of choice to work with online. So that has become, you don't, you're not tied to Internet Explorer, but if you do use these other uh, browsers, you can use them as well, which was very impressive. Yeah, we think, we think Office web apps and the ability not only to broadcast a slideshow there, but to actually bring up your content uh, to maybe even edit a document right from the browser is really uh, going to be something people are going to want to be able to take advantage of. Uh, before we go too much further, and I, is there a site at Microsoft where people can go and kind of at their leisure go through each one of these applications, some of, some of the new features that are up there to help them with tutorials, to give them an idea of you know what's new in this box, uh, either before I buy it and open it um, for my company or for myself individually, or if I've got it, you know what do I do with this kind of thing? Is there a site that people can go to at Microsoft that would help them? Oh, absolutely. Um, the one that we like to always send people to is just your standard you know, office.microsoft.com. It basically is where you'd go to, to look at the different suites we have available Good. to kind of overview the features. Um, it would be the, the best place for, for users to go and uh, kind of get a, a good overview. We also have some training up there. Oh, right? excellent. excellent. And uh, you could download a trial as well. So just to see if you like it, one of the ways to do that is to download a trial play with some of the things we were talking about and see whether it's worthwhile for you. That is an excellent thing. So, folks, I, I wanna, I we will put that up along with the show notes for this program. We will put up that link as well so that you can jump off to that and take a look at some of these, uh, these functions that we're talking about with Dave Sawyer today. Dave, let me ask you about something. One of the things that struck my eye immediately uh, when I was working with the uh, Microsoft applications in the new Office 2010 was that when I went um, you know, to the left side and, and, and opened up, the options, let's say for print or for save, there's a lot more information that's there. Um, uh, is this the the function called backstage? Am I right on that, or is the is it the uh, more to do with the menu system? Well, you know, one of the things that we did. So a lot of users have been using Office for a while. Mm -hmm. They were always very familiar with the file menu. We made the change to the ribbon, but we also made one other change. We actually added an Office button. And I think the feedback from users was, you know, I, I kind of like the file menu. And we wanted to kind of take the file menu and take what we had done in the Office button and actually make a lot of that better. So we added uh, a file menu, but actually it takes you to a, a different area, what we like to call the backstage area. And in that, um, we do the things you'd normally do on the file menu, like save, or open or print, but we really wanted to take that and do some more advanced things there. So mm -hmm. like on the print button as an example, we automatically bring up a preview on the right-hand side of what you're going to print. We, uh, we actually have in there the, the common options, like do I want to print double-sided or not? Right. You know, before, you always had to drill into the yes. printer driver and set that up separately. Now it's right there. Is it going to be color, black, and white? Is it going to be double-sided or single-sided? 
very easy to work with. Wow. So there's a there's a wealth of information that now is available to people, as you said, with print. Uh, and I was looking at a screenshot where you can, uh, you've got not only the print settings, as you said, um, what you're going to print, and then other settings about how you're going to print it that it, that's there as well. Um, and, and that is that function uh, called uh, Backstage, which gives you a much richer application. There's so many things to talk about. Let me just quickly touch on Word, which is a place a lot of people go. Matter of fact, I think most of us, whether we're in a, an office environment or at home, we, we use there. Um, uh, there are What are some of the, the key new features that people are going to see in Word as they're creating documents there that um, enhance what we've already come to has come to be the basic tool for creating documents. Well, I think one of the things that people do um, uh, often is, you know, they'll be working on a document. They'll be working on it with somebody else in their organization. And we now offer the ability to do simultaneous document editing. So, again, if, if I have a document that's stored up on a file server or SharePoint site, SharePoint site is generally where people go today, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to go ahead, open that document, and it's going to allow me to do simultaneous editing on that document right from uh, my SharePoint site. I go into the document. If I'm editing, let's say, the introduction to the proposal, mm-hmm. you can come in and you can actually add, let's say, a spreadsheet of uh, numbers. You can be working on a, a paragraph later on that, that talks about contract terms. And we can do that together. We don't have to do that one after the other serially anymore. We would actually be able to all work on it uh, in a combined fashion, which can really shrink the amount of time it takes to produce a document I'm going to send out to a customer, as an example. Okay. There's uh, something that I've seen on the screenshots that I find kind of fascinating, and I'm, I'm not exactly sure what it's called, uh, where you can actually take whole sections of text and drag and drop them using a navigation pane in Word. Uh, talk a little bit about that. Yeah, that's true. So what we do is there, there is a navigation uh, button now or navigation pane that you can actually go to. You can have that uh, up on the left-hand side, really taking advantage of the fact that we have these widescreen monitors today. And instead of having to scroll down through your document to get to a particular section, you would actually be able to jump to it just like you would almost right. if you had tabs in the document already. Um, the, the co-authoring uh, experience that I talked about, right. one of the things that's interesting about that is we leverage that navigation pane so that if you've made a change somewhere in the document, somebody else has, it'll actually highlight that in green for you so that you know, oh, where did the change happen? And you can basically click on that and then review what had changed in the document. So that navigation pane is not only a great way to jump between sections, but it's also a great way to to leverage where uh, changes have been made if I'm doing things like co-authoring where I have a couple people in the right. document at the same time working on it. But folks, there, there are so many things to talk about at Microsoft Office that Dave Sawyer and I are just touching on. Uh, we've, there are things like the slicer in Excel that we wanted. To, I wanted to talk about. We really don't have time to get into all those things. And again, just to remind you that a great place to go is a mic- to get all this information uh, about the individual components of Office 2010 by Microsoft and uh, to see how it applies, get some tutorials on it, is office.microsoft.com. Dave, before we go, quickly, let's talk about, because I know there are things like in PowerPoint that you can do editing now which with uh, video components, which is really exciting. But uh, talk about the integration, if you could, just briefly, between Microsoft Office 2010 and the cloud um, and the applications that, for instance, are within Windows Live now. Yes, one of the things that we notice is that, okay, people often use our Office applications to create content, and then they send that content off via email. 
That's one of the things we can do right from the backstage with the save and send button. But one of the things that, that often comes out of that is that you, know, you have this now in your email and you want to be able to get to it quickly. So if you're sending it as an example to a, a live account, you would have the ability to then use those web applications that we talked about right. to go ahead and bring that up. You don't have to have Office 2010 on your system. Again, it's going to bring that up in the browser. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have the ability to do that whether you're uh, a large company and using SharePoint or whether you're using a, a Hotmail or Live account. Um, we'll actually allow you to go into that application. It, uh, it saves the whole fidelity, just like I had uh, seen it in my Office application. So wow. if there's a picture there, if there's a, a graph right, or a chart, right. um, I would actually be able to see all of those things. And then if I want to, I can even edit in the browser. So there's a button there that says, okay, I'm in my Hotmail. I see a, an email from you that contains a spreadsheet. I bring it up. I actually get to see it right there in the browser. If I want to actually make some changes to that, I can click Edit. It will actually allow me to go ahead and edit it in the browser. It brings the same ribbon up that I'm familiar with from the, the standalone application right mm-hmm. there in the browser. So it looks and feels similar to what I'm using on my desktop. And while it's not a full feature set, it does allow me to do most of the things I want to do right there in the browser. It's going to allow me to format text. It's going to allow me to move slides. Wow. It's going to allow me to do those types of things. And then if I wanted to, I can actually share those changes back with you um, after I finish editing that or save it out on my desktop. What I'd like to talk about with you before we leave quickly, and we, we kidded about it because we often play with the toys that you bring in to our studios, and we're looking forward to doing that. But could you talk about some of uh, some of the hardware applications that are coming out right now? They're going to be coming out uh, around the holiday season that are going to be an interesting, exciting platform to use these tools on. Well, absolutely. One of the things that we've, we've kind of had a lot of fun looking at before is kind of small form factor PCs. Right. I brought in a, an OQO originally. It's kind of really like right. small five-inch PC. Then I kind of brought in some netbooks and some ultra-mobile PCs. And really, you know, the idea of netbooks where it has a keyboard and a monitor, the customer changes, customers' perceptions have changed a little bit. Now they say, well, you know, what I really like is I'd really like a slate, something thin that I can take with me. And we've been working with a number of our partners. Uh, I had an opportunity to see an, a new uh, piece of hardware from XOPC, and it's a, a very thin slate device that basically runs a full version of Windows 7. Uh, so now wow. I have something that's thin. I can just throw it in my briefcase. Um, it allows me to expand, so I can hook it up to a monitor. It has some USB ports on it. And then the other nice thing about that is I don't have to make a trade-off between an operating system that's, you know, an embedded operating system where I don't have as many applications, and maybe like a Windows 7 where I can run a full version of Office or mm. my Outlook client. So this runs a full version of Windows 7, and I'm able to go ahead and pop into Office and do all the things I would normally do on a PC, but still have that really thin yep. slate form factor. And we think there's going to be a number of these coming out before the holiday season this year that are really going to kind of be enticing to uh, people looking at that form factor. Dave Sawyer, thank you. Once again, for a tremendous interview about the new Microsoft Office 2010, Dave is uh, Microsoft's technical director for the Heartland, and we look forward to having him back with us in our studios. You've been listening to a special interview for the Internet Advisor. My name is Foster Brown. Be sure to join us here again. Watch our homepage for our next interview.